Welcome to the Gary Smith Show. For the next hour, Gary will be taking your calls and answering your emails as he discusses personal development as it relates to your business, your career, and your personal life. Gary is a successful businessman and entrepreneur and is the founder and president of Optimum Performance Technologies, LLC. Gary is a business consultant, business and personal coach, and a professional speaker and writer who has dedicated his life to helping businesses and individuals develop and implement plans to take their companies and their lives to new levels of performance and success. Gary's latest book is The Customer Conundrum, Nine Crucial Steps for Winning Customers and Outsmarting Your Competition. He's also the author of The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, and Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed. If you have a question or comment for Gary, please call in at 860-432-9735 or email him at questions at optex.com. You can also learn more about Gary by visiting his website, optex.com. And now, here's Gary Smith. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Saturday, everyone. And for all of you uh, ladies out there, happy Valentine's Day. Take a chance to... uh, you know, shout out to my lovely wife who I had to leave at home this morning. Uh, happy Valentine's Day to her and, uh, and my daughters. Great to have you along for the ride this morning. My name is Gary Smith. I'll be your host for today. And in studio with me is Zach Hutchinson, my producer. Great to have him along. Appreciate all of his uh, his efforts to be here with me every week and make sure that we stay on track doing the things that we need to do. So another uh, another snowstorm coming later today. So I hope you guys are all safe and uh, hunkered down, get a cup of coffee or hot chocolate or tea or something, because we've got a great, great show for you today. Uh, today, we're going to, be, um, going to be exploring the subject of employee engagement. Um, and that's, that's something that is, um, is really needed, I believe, in this country and, uh, and especially with the economy the way it has been, uh, because Employee engagement is at an all-time low. Uh, Gallup uh, has reported numbers as high as 70% of today's employees saying that they're checked out, unmotivated, and disengaged at work. Companies and organizations are they're scrambling to try to create programs. They're hiring experts and initiating training to try to reverse the trend. Uh, in fact, uh, Beerstein and Associates did a study that estimated that companies will spend more than $700 million this year trying to correct the problem. But unfortunately, despite the uh, all of the good efforts uh, that they're going to put in, the problem is only expected to increase with estimates going as high as 85%. Why? Well, I think it's because we're doing things uh, the way we're doing things, you know, and how we go about it is it's all wrong. It's time to turn employee engagement on its head. It's time for a new approach. And today, that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking with uh, with Meredith Elliott Powell. She's been a guest on the show before. And well, I'll tell you what, she is a, a woman who just has a tremendous wealth of information that she's going to share with you today. We're going to be talking about a brand new book that she's got that's going to be coming out uh, probably in the middle of March, and it's called Just Own It, Instilling Ownership at Every Level. 
And it's a, it's a really exciting book. I can't wait to get a copy of it and, and go through it just based on the conversations that Meredith and I have had about it. But an internationally certified coach, consultant, speaker, and author, Meredith Elliott Powell has earned an enthusiastic following among industry leaders across the nation. Meredith's career began in sales and marketing, and then she transitioned into executive positions in finance and commercial banking. And this background gives her the unique ability to bring the numbers side and the people side of a business together so that people, uh, business owners, can work toward common goals. After achieving her business coaching certification, Meredith became Gold Master Certified in Strategic Planning by the Haynes Center and the University of San Diego. She's among only a handful of strategists to hold this particular certification. And then she increased her knowledge of communication styles, human behavior, and, uh, and that impact on professional development by earning her master certification as a human behavior specialist. She then achieved a second level certification in emotional intelligence. So these skills allow Meredith to help her clients master both the technical and relational skills needed to be successful today. Meredith's engaging, energetic style keep her in demand as a motivational business speaker and trainer. She's an active member of the National Speakers Association, the Carolina Speakers Association, and the American Society of Training and Development. And I'll tell you what, I, I enjoy talking with Meredith. Um, she's a very engaging person. She knows what she's talking about, and she is just uh, so good about uh, sharing the stuff that she knows uh, and just sharing it so openly and honestly. So I'm really, really excited uh, that she's on the show today. And so we're going to launch into our first segment with Meredith Elliott Powell talking about Just Own It. So today we're talking with Meredith Powell, who's a business growth expert, and she's uh, you know, she's an author. Uh, her her last book, uh, you know, we talked about the last time Meredith was on the show, uh, and we were talking about winning in the trust and value economy. Today we're going to be talking about a new book that Meredith is just getting ready to launch. It's supposed to be coming out in March of this year, and the title of the book is called "Just Own It: Stop Aid Enabling and Start Engaging." aging. Uh, so first of all, Meredith, thanks so much for taking the time from your schedule to be with me today. It's just great to have you back on the show, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Well, I'm, I'm excited about it, too. Thank you so much for uh, having me back. I feel like we just scratched the surface first go-round. You know, <laughs> you know that, is, that is so true, and I find that uh, I, I wish we had uh, – a daily radio show instead of a weekly radio show, because I find that um, I, I've been so blessed uh, over this past year of doing the radio show to be able to interact with so many knowledgeable and wonderful people like you. And I feel like when we get into a conversation, it's like, my gosh, this could go for hours uh, and we and we just get into it, and it seems like we just get started, and we have to stop. So uh, we'll we'll dig into this and uh, and see how far we get today. But uh, especially after your book uh, comes out in March, uh, I'd like to maybe have another conversation as a follow up to it, and uh, and let's just keep building the relationship and and sharing things with the audience. 
I think that's, uh, I would love that. That sounds fantastic. We will definitely put that on the calendar. Okay, great. Well, I'm looking forward to that as well. So, so let's, uh, let's start off uh, just to kind of uh, refresh uh, our listening audience's memory. And for those who have joined the audience since we did uh, the, our last show together, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, who you are and, and exactly what a business growth expert does. You know, what uh, a business growth expert does, that is, is such a great question, is in essence, it's a lot exactly like it sounds, is I help businesses and individuals. So I work inside corporations as well with department leaders or high potentials as well as business owners, helping them identify uh, the goals that they want to reach and then how we're going to reach those goals. So it can be everything from I do quite a bit of sales and business development uh, work in helping them design strategies as well as get the skills that they need, but also developing their teams to, uh, to create cultures where people really do get excited and is motivated about building the company as the owner is or, or the leader uh, would be. Okay, so from uh, from that standpoint, then uh, could we characterize the work that you do? That it's it's part strategic, uh, it's part gap analysis and, and gap filling, and it's part tactical as far as actually getting into the both the team building and the execution end of things. Is that kind of a summary of what you do? Oh, that that's actually a great summary of of what I do, and you've you've beautifully different beautifully laid out how I differentiate myself because you put out one of those fantastic words and that is execution is that I, I like to get in there, roll up my sleeves and get my hands uh, dirty. You know, I feel like so much work that we do as consultants and as strategists is we can put beautiful words to a piece of paper, but as anybody knows who actually has to do the work, we never really know if an idea is going to work as it is or whether it needs to be changed until you get in there and actually do uh, the work. So I work with my clients start to finish in making sure that we, we achieve those results. And I'm there helping them, supporting them, making changes along the way uh, in order to, in order to, so they get full implementation of the plans and the strategies that we create. That, I think, is a great differentiator, and you and I share that in common. That's the way I differentiate myself in my marketplace is that, uh, like you said, I can go in and I can look at a business and say, you need to do A, B, C, D, and E uh, and, walk, mm -hmm. and walk away. But, but most of the time, I find that people will look at things. Some, sometimes we come up with some, some unique things on strategy, but most of the time when we sit down and say, hey, we need to do step one, step two, step three – Everybody sitting there saying, oh, yeah, we know that. But, mm -hmm. but, where, but where they choke, where they fall down is in the execution. And that's where, where I want to be in. And I, I'm like you. I like to roll my sleeves up, get in the trenches, work shoulder to shoulder with people. And a lot of people will say, well, why do you want to do that? And I said, because I want to, I want to help you. I want to get you guys through this. I want to teach you to do it in the process so that I work myself out of a job. But I also want to be here so if things screw up, you know, if something does go sideways, I'm here to help you figure it out and get it back on track. And we've both been doing this long enough to know that something is going to go sideways. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, Murphy, Murphy is alive and well on planet Earth. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It's, uh, um, you know, helping people, uh, you know, helping people really take an idea from start all the way through execution. And that to me is really about helping them navigate uh, organizational change and get comfortable in this day and age, Gary, as you and I have spoken about before, is getting comfortable in this world of uncertainty. How do you grow a business? How do you take a business to the next level? How do you keep your team motivated and inspired when everything that we're dealing with is truly uncertain? Our customers, our our market, our competition, uh, government regulation, I mean, there isn't anything that you can point to to say, I, I know this is going to run exactly the same way next week. So how do you help companies and individuals learn to really thrive in that type of a culture rather than fear it? You know, and that that's a great uh, a great comment, Meredith, and that is how do you get people to, you know, to be able to deal with those situations? And that kind of leads me into the next thing that I want to talk about, because, uh, you know, in, in reading your books and articles, you know, you say that the economy, one of the things that's really uncertain in our world today, but you say you make the comment that the economy is not down, it's different. And, and I'd like to have you talk about a couple of things. One is exactly what do you mean by that? And, and how do we, how do our listeners in the audience, especially, you know, people who are senior leaders and business owners and stuff like that, how do we, how do we conquer that six inches between our ears that will help us master this and get beyond it and realize that, you know, I have a philosophy that says the economy can do whatever it wants to do. I'm not playing that game. I'm going to keep doing what I do. How do we get people to understand the difference in the economy and conquer that, that space between their ears? Here is when I say the economy isn't down, what it is is different. It is, it is to really help people understand that everything that you have done to build your business to where it is, most of it is not going to work in, in this new economy. That, you know, for most of us, we grew up in worlds where we look at the 1970s when gas prices went up or interest rates went up. We even look at the early 90s when we went through some of those same things. But then we went back to quote-unquote normal. Well, as, we, as the same things happened in 2008, the difference is between that economy, between this economy now and what we've known historically, is so much more shifted. The introduction of the Internet has, has changed everything. I mean, you know, basically, I could sit in my room, put my jammies on, sit around in my sweatpants for a week, and Google anything I want. I, I venture that most people listening to this did most of their Christmas shopping online, meaning they never, I mean, look at, look at the statistics of, of how Black Friday was, um, was, was changed. The very fact that I don't have to do business with you, that I have so many choices, means that so much more than this economy has changed, the consumer has changed. And when we begin to understand that competition can come from anywhere, it's global now, it's also different in the sense that who and what you're going to be competing with a year from now, I mean, I mean it's going to be, hasn't even been invented uh, yet. And the very fact that consumers have 
a choice. That means that the moment that the consumer feels uncomfortable, they don't like what's happening, they're not connecting with you, they know they don't need you to get that product. Therefore, they will leave your place of business. So many techniques of growing a business have been focused on what you do. In this economy, to succeed, you need to be focused more on how you do it. That's a really interesting, uh, a very, very interesting approach to things, a very interesting comment because it's interesting. I had, uh, I had a woman named Sharifa Hardy on my program several months ago, and she is a uh, business marketing specialist, and she almost verbatim said exactly what you just said, Meredith. She said, I can sit at home and I can, uh, I can be online. I can buy virtually everything I need from you know, my electronics to books to food to clothing and everything else and have absolutely no contact with any individual at all. And that was right. her, that was her take on the marketplace is that, you know, uh, is that while the technology on one hand is really great because it gives us instant access. Uh, and as a consumer, I can go out and I can price shop. I have hundreds of alternatives, sometimes thousands of alternatives of, of places and people I can buy from. Uh, one of the things that's missing from that is that we still crave that interaction with people. We still like that high touch, and yet in many of the businesses today, that high touch is not there anymore. Right. Yeah, and and so it becomes a, a really unique challenge, like you said, to be able to look at it's not just what we're doing, but it's how we do it, and how do we not only how do we approach and 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 satisfy the consumer, but how do we differentiate ourselves from the thousands of other companies out there that are out there that do exactly the same things that we do. Mm -hmm. And and you're really you know one of the challenges that I see companies make is that you really understand why you're unique, what you bring to the table, why people should be doing business with you. But if I went out and spoke to your customers, they don't really understand that. And you really need to understand that because consumers have so much choice, they're almost looking for a reason not to do business with you. And if you don't, if you don't make it inviting, if you don't step up your game, if it isn't so different than doing business somewhere else, um, then customers aren't going to be loyal. I hear so many business owners say, well, you know, customers just aren't loyal anymore. Nobody's loyal. Well, the truth is, are you really giving them reasons to be loyal? And you've really got to examine that because what made them loyal last year won't necessarily make them loyal this year. Oh, that's that's absolutely true. In fact, in uh, in the new book that I just published uh, called The Customer Conundrum, that's one, one of the chapters in there. Uh, the title of the chapter is Customers Are Fickle. Uh, and and the interesting part of it is, is that um, as a business person, I don't have to do anything wrong in order to lose a customer. The only thing that has to happen is for that individual to have a new or a different experience somewhere else and they're gone. And, right. and so paying attention to that customer and constantly monitoring what my competition is doing and trying to differentiate myself and offer things to them that, you know, that will keep them enticed, that will keep them coming back or that removes the road or puts roadblocks in the way of them going somewhere else. Those are the things we need to be doing. That's the way we need to think in this economy. Absolutely. 
So well, we're talking with Meredith Powell, uh, and uh, we've been just been kind of hitting some of the highlights of the trust and value economy and how we need to change. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to change course a little bit, and we're going to be talking about Meredith's new book, uh, Just Own It, Stop Enabling and Start Engaging. So we'll be right back after a quick break. Who do I play high school softball for? I play for my mom and dad who've never missed a game. Whether they're playing for their teammates, their classmates, or their community. High school student athletes in Connecticut learn important lessons they'll use for the rest of their lives. Like respect for the rules and the value of hard work and sacrifice. This message presented by the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference and the Connecticut Association of Athletic Directors. So keep smiling, because remember, when you're smiling, the whole world smiles with you. What? That was our important meeting on customer service? Where was his smile when he lost the Bradley deal? There's clearly a huge gulf that's been created in the arena of customer service. This gulf exists between what business owners say is their customer service philosophy and what customers are actually experiencing in their daily personal and business transactions. What's worse is that this gulf appears to be widening with the new global economy. This is Gary Smith, host of The Gary Smith Show. This gulf in what we say and what we actually do in customer service led me to write my new book, The Customer Conundrum. In The Customer Conundrum, I identify the core issues relating to the customer service gulf and then give you solid, practical advice on how you can create, maintain, and lead a truly customer-centered organization and a customer-centered life. Don't lose valuable customers or contacts. Get The Customer Conundrum at Optex.com. Snow through the afternoon and evening across the Connecticut Valley, a few to perhaps several inches and turning windy. Upper 20s this afternoon, teens tonight, blowing snow tomorrow, very cold, very windy. Upper teens, windy on Monday, despite sunshine, only around 10 above. Randy Berkson with a WSDK weather update. This is Pastor Wilm Roddy from New Life Church. Keep listening to life-changing radio, WSDK, 1550 AM, and online at WSDK. 1550.com. Okay, welcome back to the Gary Smith Show here on 1550 AM WSDK as we're talking with uh, Meredith Elliott Powell and her new book uh, called Just Own It. Uh, from the last segment that we did with Meredith, it's, it's a couple of key learnings, I think, is that number one, it's not what you do. It's how you go about doing it. And there are so many companies out there that think in their own minds that, that they have adequately differentiated themselves in the marketplace. But I think that we, we do have to realize, uh, as I mentioned in the, in the last segment, that customers are fickle. You don't have to do anything wrong for a customer to go somewhere else. Um, and, and that is a really, really key thing, that only, the only thing that has to happen is for the customer to have a different or a better or a more pleasing experience somewhere else. And so when we think about differentiation, it's, it's not just differentiation in your mind. It's differentiation in the minds of your customers. Do, you, do your customers see you as being different? And how do you go about um, communicating the value that you add to the marketplace. And that becomes a very, very critical thing. So the customers know exactly what value you add, but you do it with a different twist that makes you stand out from, from your competition. Well, how do we go about doing that? I mean, what are the practical applications of that? And 
this that's what we're going to talk about in this next segment with uh, with Meredith as we we look at the whole employee engagement process. Uh, in my book, The Customer Conundrum, one of the statements that I make there is that you cannot have uh, an employee uh, in a, a customer centric business without first having an employee centric business. And that means your employees need to be engaged. So let's jump back in. Let's do another segment with Meredith as we begin to talk about her new book and the whole concept of employee engagement. Okay, we're back with Meredith Powell. And uh, as I mentioned just before the break, uh, we're going to talk about a new book that she's working on. It's going to be coming out in a couple of months here. The title of the book is called Just Own It, Stop Enabling and Start Engaging. So Meredith, let's uh, start right from the beginning. What's the book all about? And what can uh, readers expect to learn by reading it? This book is the, to me, it's the next generation of uh, winning in the trust and value economy. So winning in the trust and value economy is, was and is about basically understanding how this economy has changed, how your customer has changed because of that, and what specifically you need to do in order to succeed. Once you as a leader understand that, once you as a business owner understand that, now how do you turn around and get your team engaged? The statistics right now around um, lack of employee engagement are unbelievable. I mean, 70% of today's employees are just showing up. It's costing U.S. companies something like $450 billion a year because of disengaged employees, and we're spending um, about $1.5 billion trying to fix the problem, yet the problem is expected to rise to about 87% if something doesn't change. This book is about what needs to change. How do you create cultures where your employees want to step to the plate and are passionate about driving results? And then the other half of the book is written from the standpoint of what do you do if you show up in a company and your leader isn't that type of leader and that type of culture doesn't exist, how do you become the employee that companies strive to keep? And, and Gary, with all that, what I'm trying to create, what I'm building is an understanding that stop shifting the responsibility of success to either the company or the employee. Stop whining about each other. Both take action and strategy to move your organization, quite frankly, yourself forward. You'll get a groundswell as well as a top-down um, structure to engagement, and therefore the magic is going to meet in the middle. The path to success in this economy is through the experience of the customer. The only way to improve the experience of the customer is to have your team so fired up, so engaged, so turned on, and so vested in the success of your company that that in, that customers feel it when they walk through the door. Now, in 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 saying that, and I, you know, the book is not out yet, so I haven't had uh, haven't had the opportunity to really go through any of it or any of your thought processes, mm-hmm. Meredith. But in doing this, and and in the context of the book, are you also dealing with the general generational issues and and how, as an example, millennials coming into the workforce work differently, think differently, process differently than than those of us who have been in the workforce for a while? Do you deal with those kinds of issues? issues in the book? 
Absolutely. And there's, um, and let me tell you, because I've got a unique approach to quote unquote, how I deal with those um, issues. There's been so much talk about the generations and what you need to do in order to engage, uh, engage millennials. And in interviewing CEOs that are, have really built innovative cultures and quite frankly, seen incredible profits because of it, their approach for the majority of them, is they don't treat millennials any differently. What they do is create a culture for everybody where millennials will thrive. Here's the thought process from the, the research that I've been doing has just been, um, just been fascinating. But there was an article in Forbes uh, magazine not too long ago that said, um, Wake up, Mr. CEO, we're all millennials. And it was written by an older employee who basically, in essence, said, we all want to be respected. We all want to be engaged. We all want to be a part of something. The only difference is millennials aren't willing to put up with it anymore, and they'll walk out the door. And so basically, when you study these companies that have really been succeeding, they're, they're backing up and being very transparent with all of their employees, saying, here's, here's our vision, here's our mission, giving everybody purpose. Then they're giving everybody skin in the game and giving them a voice and an opportunity to be a part of the solution and have a voice and take ownership in what they're doing. And then the last piece that we're doing that, again, is very important to millennials is investing in their employees giving them skill training and development and saying we want you to have, you know, success and, 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 and move up the career ladder. At the same time, they're balancing that very strongly with accountability in, in, in moving people out. But, you know, I, I'm certainly not completely done with, with researching uh, uh, the book, but that's been about the most fascinating revelation to me is the fact that these CEOs who are successful aren't necessarily treating the generations differently. I mean, a little bit. There's some things in there. But for the most part, they're creating cultures of incredible respect and investment in their teams. And, uh, and that seems to be working for every generation. So uh, in, let, let's probe that just a little bit more if we can, because one of the things sure. that I, I have heard a lot about, especially in relation to the millennial generation, is that uh, some people say that the millennial generation is in, an entitled generation. And I don't think that that's necessarily accurate. But I think because of the prosperity that perhaps the millennials' parents have enjoyed, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they have been able to help their kids along more. So you get more of the millennial generation that are graduating from college with little or no uh, debt because mom and dad have been able to help them out. But, right. but one of the comments I have heard from people is that some of the reason that millennials are leaving organizations is because they come into the workplace with not having a lot of work experience and yet they believe that they have mastery and they don't. And, mm-hmm. and, and because the millennials believe that they have mastery, they expect to be able to move up the ranks in the organization and they get very disenchanted, regardless of the culture, they get very disenchanted if they don't get that opportunity because people who have more of a traditional mindset are saying, hey, you know what, you got to pay your dues and you got to learn to do this stuff before you can have more responsibility. So how does that factor into this whole discussion? 
You know, what that, um, that actually comes up quite a bit, but what it comes down to is what I found with the, the um, successful CEOs that the ones who have really been able to navigate those waters, absolutely, entitled is a great word. They come in, um, many uh, millennials, expecting to be in the boardroom, expecting, uh, you know, things to happen in an instant gratification uh, way, and expecting to be given opportunity before, quote-unquote, their dues have been paid. All of that, all of that, is, um, all of that is absolutely true. What, um, what uh, isn't, what, how they're dealing with it, though, is through communication. Millennials, they find, the answer to that is they don't have to have instant gratification. They expect it when there's no other path or no other communication coming with it. And so what these, um, we're back to this piece of really investing in your team. When people understand, and especially understand there's a career path, understand what their steps are going to be, understand and giving some ownership in how they move from A to Z and making sure that that timeline gets to be theirs and not somebody else's. In other words, rather than saying, well, you have to be here five years before you're allowed to be a vice president, instead shifting that to saying, I need you to have accomplished these goals to, to reach that. And so, um, and so again, it's, they definitely come in with a mindset, but the successful CEOs that I've interviewed that have navigated those waters have, have solved that issue with communication and have been able to retain their millennials and, quite frankly, gotten some really um, hardworking individuals but they have laid the groundwork and the path of what they need to do to succeed. So, so it really comes down to then having, having a plan and, and communicating that plan and then delivering on what you say you're going to, you know, what the rewards are going to be or, or the opportunities are going to be when you accomplish a certain set of goals. Absolutely. And giving them the skin in the game in, um, in that, in the sense that, and definitely, you know, if you're born of parents, which many millennials are, who took care of everything, you are going to stand in there and wait for your boss to do everything for you. But millennials are not a difficult generation in the sense that if you just shift the rules and say, hey, here's what I need you to do. Here are the steps I'd like you to take. Here's how you get to the next level. They're a very industrious um, uh, generation as well. They'll do it. The problem is that the, quote, the older generations, which I am a part of, we're all standing in rooms talking about how this generation will do what it takes rather than truly stepping to our leadership skills and getting out there and understanding that maybe the way we communicate with them needs to be different than how somebody communicated with us. But if we, if we make that shift, we're going to be really amazed at the shift they make. And to succeed going forward, you've got to have these millennials get on board. Oh, absolutely. I agree. And I think, uh, in my experience anyway, I think that there is a, I mean, certainly we need to engage the millennials and, and, and do the things that you're suggesting. But I also think that if we change our mindset, there's a lot that we can learn from 
the millennial generation, because I know I look at my own children uh, and I look at how rapidly they are able to process information. And I look at how productive they are in the way they organize themselves and get things done. And so those are those kinds of skills coming into the work workplace are tremendous assets that they can bring to a company of, hey, I can get through a lot of stuff. I can I have the ability to filter the stuff I need to do from the stuff that's a waste of my time and I will get stuff done and I'll get it done quickly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, you know, so we can learn a lot from things too. We're continuing our conversation with Meredith Powell. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back uh, with another segment. Hey, this is Daniel Fazina, host of the Divine Intervention Show, inviting you to join me every Sunday at 4 p.m. on WSDK. Divine Intervention is the interview show that features intriguing people who've experienced the hand of God in amazing ways. Moses parted the sea, Jesus drove demons out of people, and even raised the dead. Are these types of events still happening today? Tune in to Divine Intervention to find out as we feature people who have experienced miracles, answered prayers, deliverances, healings, and more. More information about the show, free downloads, and podcasts are available at our website, divineinterventionradio.com. Divine Intervention, Sundays at 4 p.m. on WSDK. I believe in miracles. My organization asked me to find a speaker for one of our major events. I didn't know where to turn until a friend recommended that I contact Gary Smith. Gary was easy to work with and affordable. He designed and delivered an amazing program that met all of our needs. This is Gary Smith. If you're looking for a speaker who will entertain, educate, and inform your audience, call me at 203-599-1467 to discuss your specific requirements. I speak on a wide range of business, personal development, and spiritual topics, and I'll create a program that is guaranteed to please. Again, I'm Gary Smith, and I look forward to your call, 203-599-1467. A coastal storm keeps the snow going across the Connecticut Valley this afternoon through this evening and then blowing snow for tomorrow. Arctic conditions, basically, in the mid-teens this afternoon, upper teens tomorrow, bitterly cold tomorrow night, sunshine for Monday, but remaining bitterly cold near 10 above. Randy Berkson with the WSDK Weather Update. This is Pastor Dean Deschardins from the Christian Fellowship Center. Keep listening to life-changing radio WSDK 1550 AM and online at WSDK1550.com. Welcome back to The Gary Smith Show, where we're talking with Meredith Elliott Powell about her new book. Uh, Really, really exciting stuff to to talk about. In this last segment, we were talking about you know the whole the whole concept of dealing with the with the different generations. And I really like the comment that she made from the article in Forbes, saying that uh, you know that we're in effect all millennials, uh, and that it's really incumbent upon uh, the management and the ownership of companies to really figure out where people are coming from and what's going to motivate them and then put plans in place and communicate with people. I think communication is the real key. If we will just open up and really be transparent in in establishing expectations and and getting keep getting people to have some skin in the game and giving them enough visibility down the road to see where things are going. 
so that they can see the step ups that they can take, the way that they can add value to the to the organization, uh, and to know that management is committed to them. If they're willing to work hard and make a contribution, management is committed to working with them and helping them move forward and and be able to to do the things that they really want to do, the things that uh, that they're that they will enable them to add a tremendous amount of value uh, to the organization. Now, the other thing that's important, too, I think, and we've talked about this on other shows, and that is the, the need to, uh, for employees to look at things and say, where can I add value and communicate back to the ownership and the leadership of, of their organization saying, you know, hey, I'm really interested in this particular thing. Is there an opportunity for me to work on a project? Or sometimes realizing that, um, that maybe you need to move sideways in order to be able to, you know, to move up. I had to do that in my career in corporate America where there were times when I wanted to move up, but there wasn't a place to move. And so I would look and see where could I move laterally into another department to get a different kind of experience and then move up from there. Um, but But the whole concept of having a plan communicating and then watching the implementation and assisting with the implementation, getting people to have skin in the game and move forward, I think is really, really critical, uh, both for uh, employers and employees, if you're going to continue to advance your career. And that all adds up to being engaged with what's going on. So with that said, let's jump back in and do our final segment with, uh, with Meredith as we continue to talk about her book. All right, we're continuing our conversation with Meredith Powell, and we've been talking about her new book, soon to come out, Just Own It, Stop in, Stop Enabling, Start Engaging. And so, Meredith, we've kind of talked about you know how we need to be engaging and, and how companies need to approach not just the millennial generation, but their overall workforces in a, in a different way uh, so that they can help people really get engaged and, and really help them uh, become part of driving the business forward, which ultimately leads to higher levels of customer service uh, and being able to delight customers, which generates more revenue for the business. So it kind of all logically makes sense. But when we look at it in the in the bigger picture, uh, what does that do uh, as companies begin to, to take these steps and as they start winning at this game? What's the major impact on the economy and what does it speak about as far as the future that we have to look forward to? You know, I read a, uh, I read a statistic the other day. Um, I was interviewing a, uh, a CEO in Wilmington, North Carolina, who is uh, notorious for his employee engagement. And he shared some research with me that uh, companies that have their employees engaged uh, can see profit increases as much as 400%. Um, And while it's hard sometimes to get the actual um, numbers on what employee engagement does, let me just put it this way. Imagine running a company where you have little turnover, where the majority of the ideas of how to move the company forward, how to deal with competition, how to increase the customer experience, are coming from the people that work for you rather than you as the leader or the business owner having come up with them yourself. Uh, Imagine where everybody, a company where everybody on the team feels responsible for the um, fattening the margin, for increasing the bottom line. 
and imagine a world where um, finding a new employee isn't difficult because people that work for you are turning around telling everybody that they know that this is the place that, that they ought to work. And when you think about those things rolled into how much time that kind of stuff takes for you as a leader, you can imagine um, what, what that is going to do for your bottom line results. Well, not only for the bottom line, but just from the standpoint of the amount of time that it frees up the senior leaders in an organization to be able to sit back and really spend an immense amount of time planning the next steps and creating that vision uh, for the future. Because now when it comes to the daily operations of the business, they don't have to worry about it. Right. Absolutely. You know, I I call it really... um, you know, when I go out and I do speaking engagements and people ask me what I speak about, I always say, speak about helping you understand how to decrease your stress and increase your profits. And most people don't think those two things can go together, but when you really understand how to build a culture of employee engagement, that is how you're going to get there. As well as for the anxiety riding among employees today, worried about losing their jobs, one of the goals of this book is to get you out of that path and really get you onto the to the piece of understanding. You're in complete control of how successful you are, um, and these are the strategies to help you get there. Oh, absolutely, and you and you know that is so important. And and there are there are not enough people that that grasp that concept. But one of the first, I think it was the first manager I worked for when I got out of college. Uh, I was uh, was working for a large corporation. I was a, a floor supervisor in a large manufacturing plant, and my boss was the superintendent of the department that I worked in, which was materials management. And I remember him making a comment to me, and it just popped right out of my head as you were talking because he was so much on target with that. And he said, Gary, I have worked so hard to create the right kind of organization and to have the right leadership in the organization. And I have finally gotten to a point where I have absolutely absolute confidence that I could walk out of this business and be gone for 60 days and come back into this plant and my organization would be running better than when I left it. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is what we're talking about, is can you create that kind of an environment that says, not that I would, but I could take six months off and you know go on a safari in Africa or whatever it is that I want to do. And when I get back, things are just going to be hunky-dory. They're going to be running just like I left them, if not better than what I left them. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, but but it, but in order but in order to do that, you've got to create that culture of engagement, and through that, you have to be able to build the capability and the trust in your people to say, guys, you got what it takes here. You know, I'm I'm here to help. I'm part of the team, but it's the team. You know, there's no one member that's responsible for the success of this business. We all are responsible. Absolutely, that's that is that is. Exactly. And you have to create a culture, not where you're telling people to be responsible, but where they're inspired 
be responsible. Yeah, and that gets to you know, to the fact too that you that, that this book, uh, just so that everybody in our listening audience is really clear, I mean, we've been talking about a lot of things from the standpoint of what business leaders and business owners uh, need to be doing. But this book is as much for the employees as it is for the for the leadership because it's not just how to be a great leader and how to engage your people, but as an employee. Uh, how to go about being the kind of employee that companies want, that companies want to keep, and how to, in effect, have your own impact on changing the culture. Is that a fair statement, Meredith? That is definitely a fair statement. I mean, I, I, I look at uh, so many employees these days who, who really fear losing their job, and what they don't understand is just like the customer is in charge of the, uh, of the economy, Good employees, people who really understand how to engage, they're hard to come by and, and organizations are seeking you. And whether you want to move up in your current organization or whether you want to be the person that, um, that everybody else tries to hire, three times over the Christmas uh, holiday, I, um, because of interactions that I had with employees at, during shopping experiences, um, landed them in other, better positions. There is so much you can do to put yourself in charge of your own career, um, and and I and I'm just not buying this that you can't find a job today. It's that we're waiting for things to happen for us rather than just owning it and stepping to the plate and doing doing what we need to do. And in fairness to people, the reason I want to write the book is the reason I'm writing the book is because. Nowhere really are those strategies and, and, and pieces laid out for people that they can truly use as a guide. That, that is really cool. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I am so looking forward to, uh, to the book coming out. I want to read it because I know that it's going to be something that's not only going to help me with my business, but it's going to help me uh, to be able to help my clients. And that, that is really, really powerful. Uh, so Meredith, as we, as we wind down our time today, why don't you just take a couple of minutes and just, again, tell people who you are, how they can connect with you, uh, how they can avail themselves of, of, of your services and the expertise that you bring to the marketplace. Well, again, I'm Meredith Elliott Powell. I'm a business growth expert, and you can find me at MeredithElliottPowell.com, as well as LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm really active online, as, as you know, Gary, because we connect there uh, often. And um, I write a blog. I, I publish quite a bit, and I really encourage people to get in touch with me, ask me questions. Uh, I love to connect. I love to reach out. It's how I grow and learn. So I really welcome your audience members uh, to do that. We're on there, you can find all my books, all of my contact uh, information. And again, I really want to emphasize that I would love to have people get in touch with me. And as we get closer to publication of the book, be looking because I'll be uh, giving away a few chapters free and, uh, and things like that. Cool. Well, that's really, really great. And uh, and as we talked about earlier in the uh, in the broadcast, Meredith, we got to get together and continue this conversation because it it seems like every time we get into something, we just get started <laughs> and we have to stop. So we'll definitely schedule a time uh, after your book comes out. Uh, we'll talk some more and uh, and get into uh, some more of the research uh, and experience that uh, that you have. But thanks again for being with me today. I really appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to uh, doing another broadcast and to continuing our relationship. 
Me too. I, I really enjoy it. And uh, thank you. And thanks to your listeners. And I look forward to talking more. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, so that uh, wraps up our conversation with Meredith Powell. Uh, her book, again, is Just Own It, Instilling Ownership at Every Level. And if you uh, go to her website, MeredithElliottPowell.com, uh, you can connect with her there. You can also keep an eye out for when the book is actually going to be releasing. And as she said, she's going to have uh, she's going to be offering a few uh, a few chapters. Uh, free so that you can uh, get a sense for for what the book is. Uh, the the two things that I, I really enjoy about Meredith is you know one, the stuff that you're going to read in in any material that she puts out there is not theory, it's practice. Uh, it's stuff that she knows, it's stuff that she uses in her day-to-day business. And, and so the fact that she, that she knows this stuff and is willing to take the time to, to share that with, uh, with people through writing and through being on programs uh, like this uh, is really, really important. The second thing is, is that it's really, and this is something, this is the way I write, is that it's a how-to uh, type of thing, a step-by-step of things that you, that you need to do and ways that you can go about uh, doing it. So there's a ton of practical application in there um, that you can really take advantage of. So as I said, I'm really looking forward to getting a hold of the book and, and going through it and see uh, what I can learn. And, uh, and I'm sure that there's just a wealth of stuff there that all of us can take and, and put to work. Because the whole concept of employee engagement is just so, so critical. Uh, and, and a lot of people will say, you know, well, I don't run a brick and mortar business and, and that sort of thing. You know, it's interesting because uh, one of the areas where uh, I have done a lot of work and a lot of training over the past few years has been uh, in the network marketing industry. And when you're in the network, when working with network marketers, uh, they can look at it and say, well, we don't have employees. No, you don't. Uh, you know, you have associates, but the, the, the same concepts still apply. And that is that you need to get out, you need to get people engaged, you need to give them a plan, you need to work with them, you need to communicate with them, you need to help them in the implementation of things. So don't, uh, what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is don't get boxed in in the way you think and in the way you look at things. Uh, realize that there are applications that are so broad uh, for many of these concepts. And that's one of the things that I've learned. Uh, I came out of a background of many, many years in manufacturing companies. And now I do very, very little work in the manufacturing arena. I spend a lot of time in the service industry. I work with, you know, attorneys and retail organizations. Uh, and yet the applications of the stuff that I know uh, from years and years of manufacturing is there. It's so broad, and we can just jump in and do all sorts of neat things. So with that, again, thank you again to Meredith for being with uh, with us today. Uh, it was great having her on the show. And as I said, when we get uh, after her book gets released, we're going to have her back, and we're going to talk again uh, about some more details. So that puts the bow on another Gary Smith program. Uh, just... Uh, Great to have you folks along today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, you can go to SoundCloud uh, and uh, and listen to the broadcast again. Uh, and we hope that you enjoy it. Uh, until next week, I wish you uh, a safe weekend. Uh, be careful, especially if you're going to be out there shoveling snow. God bless you. Have a great week. Live your life on purpose. We'll see you next Saturday.
Thank you for joining us this morning. Please mark your calendars and be sure to join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. And remember, there are a number of resources available to assist you at Gary's website, optex.com. Until next week, may God richly bless you.